This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Well, you know what? I've got a great one planned for you this week. We've got a heck of a lot of activity and uh, lots to talk about. You know, it'll be interesting to find out who the new leader is coming up in the near future for the PC party, because right now the Liberals continue to step in the proverbial real estate crap. And uh, so we're going to have to see what's going to go on, because I got news for you. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in this uh, in this marketplace, and a lot of it can be blamed on the provincial government. But just so you know, a little bit later on in the hour, I've got Mr. David Reed joining me. He's the new president of the Ontario real estate association and he's also a muskoka broker so we're going to talk about the markets up there of course but we do want to know what's going on in ontario real estate uh some good news actually might have been passed down recently and it was thanks to tim hudak doing a little bit of lobbying um also uh we're going to open up a new section here at the show we are going to get updates from local realtors this week we're going to co- talk to a condo expert it's mr andrew harold and he's going to be joining us from condos inc and we're going to have that conversation i want to find out what the toronto condominium market looks like ground up right now and uh not just about talking about the builders where sales are going insane of course but let's have a good conversation about really what's going on in the condominium market resale as well a little bit later, of course, will be Mike Chefsahoski. He's joining me back from CBRE. Some interesting stuff going on in the commercial world in the last little while. And Mike's going to give us our update this week. And so we can keep an eye on what's going on as far as these developers. So lots going on. Of course, this week, what happened? The Bank of Canada, hey, they didn't move, make the uh, rate move. And that's good for those of you that are trying to lock in a mortgage right now. You know, the last thing you want to, is to see another quarter point rate. In fact, the banks are sitting there saying it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a soft season for them when it comes down to mortgages. Do I hear a little bit of a hint in their voice, perhaps, that they're going to discount some rates? Well, that would be awfully swell of them if they did, because quite frankly, looking at the profits last year, I think they've got a little room to move, don't you? And that's one of the things, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, historically, these are still low rates, but if you take a look year over year, it's quite a jump, you know, before last year, this time, people were looking at mortgages, five-year fixed, somewhere around 2.5, and right now, you'll be lucky to squeeze you know what? Little wiggle room, definitely going to help the spring market. And uh, speaking of spring markets, you know what? Uh, it should be right around the corner. I've got to tell you, the, the flip-flop with the weather is not helping anybody at all. And that's one of the things that we're going to uh, keep an eye on, find out what is going to happen. The funny thing is, though, years ago, we used to measure the market sometimes by the month and most of the time by the quarter and always by the year. Now, it seems like it's a day-to-day measurement. Of course, technology is helping everybody out, but at the same time, people are just so glued into what's happening. And if you if you are that serious about the marketplace, you would have heard some unbelievable uh, headlines in the news this week. How about real estate sales are cratering around the GTA? Is this a crash in the making? Toronto area home prices dropped more than 12% in February as sales plunge. Toronto real estate market is imploding. By the way, just so you know, all of these are quoted from some of the uh, some of the newspapers, some of the real estate uh, you know trash magazines. Uh, sorry, they're not all trash magazines; just the majority of them. Uh, Toronto housing market is tanking. 
You know, Greater Toronto home sales down 35% from February 2017, the board says. We'll get to back to that uh, headline in a second. Right now, Trevor Lease's monthly market figures reported by GTA Realtors. Of course, that's the one that we're talking about. Where are the sales? How much did they drop? And then, of course, we've got the one, one headline that says Toronto home prices climb on heels of tougher mortgage rules. So what can you believe is the truth? Well, you know what? Even myself as a seasoned uh, professional in this industry, I struggle sometimes. You know, I wake up in the morning, you know, I hop on the computer, take a look at the latest release of figures and facts and everything else. And when I hear things such as, hey, the market dropped 34.9%. And and I've told you this on the show before, and I'm going to reiterate this because I think it's very important that people understand when they start gauging percentages. So this is volume, volume year over year. So last year, of course, it was a record 7,955 sales reported in February 2017. And right now they're saying that we are off. There was 5,175 residential transactions in the TREB market system. Okay, so let's, let's, let's talk, you know, Turkey on this, because these numbers, you know, as much as it sounds drastic, we've got to take a hard look at actually what's happening. February last year was a record period bar none. So was March and so was April. So we t- we're talking about prices, we're talking about number of sales. Our sales volume were through the roof. In, f- in fact, we've never seen an 8,000 unit sale uh, in February ever. So historically, that was the biggest one. Second of all, when we take a look at the prices, prices were out of control. If everybody remembers, you know, people were going on about prices being up 30% year over year. So if we back everything down and we start talking about all the way back to 2016, that's right, way long ago, then we can take a look at the prices and say, okay, well, the prices are actually ahead of 2016. So it wasn't that false environment that we were feeling those last three months of the great market in 2017. And this is the one that I would like everybody to keep in mind. When we hear about a reduction in price and when we talk about 12% year over year, for those of you that purchased in February, hang on, just hang in there because you know what, as long as you're not a speculator and you're trying to force profit, then you should be okay, okay? To me, this is very important. For you, you've got to realize that we should never be in a quick paper flip market. It's very dangerous, especially at the market that we are racing in in 2017. So. If you're able to hang on, if this is your primary residence, you know what, give it a little bit of time, you're gonna find that the market is going to come back, but not at the leaps and bounds that it was doing last year. The people that are gonna feel probably the greatest angst and pain are gonna be the ones in March and April. That was by far the most out of control we've seen in a very long time. And those numbers are are yet to be decided, but I think that's the one that's gonna hurt the most. Now, when we talk about numbers, keep in mind that this year also, you know, with the latest stress test put in. So we've got buyers kind of pulling back saying, hey, I can't afford as much. We had the increase in the interest rates. You know, Bank of Canada decided to say, Pat, this week, that's great. Means that we're not going to be looking at any increase anytime soon. But at the same time, you know what? It still makes it a little bit more unaffordable when we're talking three quarters of a point jump. Almost, you know, most mortgages now we see are at a full point more than they were this time last year. If you're looking at buying, this is one of the things that you need to consider. You know, with a stress test, you know, they're definitely trying to make sure that you don't, you know, put put out more money than you should. But at the same time, for yourself, look at the longevity. Okay, folks, if you're if you're looking to buy 
keep that window of, you know, three, five, 10 years in your site, because that's the time where real estate is best served. And I'm not just talking about investment real estate. I'm talking about your primary residence. This is where you get the greatest gains. If you hop in for a year thinking you're going to flip it, yeah, you miss on capital gains when it's your primary residence. A lot of your gain will be eaten up by fees. And at the same time, in a marketplace such as this, it's a little bit unstable. So, you know, you can't guarantee yourself that you're going to make money on real estate every single time you walk into it, unless you look at it long term. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, long term, remember, we've got our segment that we offer out to everybody that is listening to the show. If you want to reach me, you can reach me, Todd, T-O-D-D, at thesimpleinvestor.com. And my question of the week comes in from Sabira and says, Hi, Todd. I'm thinking of selling my house, but I'm not totally sure that I do want to move. If I list my house on the market and I get a full price offer, do I have to sell? Thanks very much for your time. Great show, Sabira. Thanks, Sabira. Thanks for the compliment. Um, yeah, you know what? This is a big question for a lot of people that are thinking of selling. You know, it's can they turn around and if they, you do get a full price offer, can you walk away? And the truth is, yes. When you put your house up on the market for sale, it's simply agreeing for a, a real estate brokerage to be allowed to market in the open market at a price that is set. Now you could set it at $1, you could set it at $10 million, but at the end of the day, this is typically to invite an agreement of purchase and sale. So this is where somebody comes to you, says, I like your property, here it is. Now, if you have your house listed for a million dollars, then you walk up to you and say, here is a million dollars, you must sell it to me. You do not. Because the idea of a contract, even without your signature, always has to be a meeting of the minds. And if at that point you look at the offer and say, I have decided that I do not want to sell my property, there is nothing that forces you to put your name on that paper just because they showed up. They could come up with a firm, full offer, meet everything that you are asking, don't ask for anything extra, basically, you know, print your listing right on that offer, and you can still say no. Until you both agree on the contract, it is not a meeting of the minds. So keep that in mind, folks. If you are thinking of putting your house on the market and you're testing the market, of course, then you don't, even if you get an offer in the middle of it, you say, hey, listen, no, I don't want it. Now, Keep in mind that as soon as you sign that, even if it's conditional on financing, if they show up with a proper deposit check in the right amount of time to be paid to your brokerage, they waive their conditions once it's firm, you really don't have a way out at that point. You've under contract, you've agreed to everything. At that point, that's when the decision has been made and you don't have the ability of bailing out. So keep this in mind when thinking of listing your house. Also, the one thing I wanna advise everybody, don't waste a realtor's time. You know what? If you're just thinking of saying, hey, listen, I just want to see what my house is worth. So I'm going to take a good kick at the can. You know what? You got to be uh, open and honest with your realtor. Don't let them, you know, turn around. They create brochures, do all sorts of work, you know, start marketing your house, put a lot of effort into it. Don't pull them down that road if you don't seriously think of selling your property. So, Sabira, I hope that answers your question. And remember, you can always reach me, Todd, at thesimpleinvestor.com. Happy to, uh, you know, take a look at your questions. If I don't read them on the air, I'll try to answer them myself by just firing you back another email. Like I said, we've got lots planned today. 
today, we've got Andrew Harold. He is from Condos Inc. And it's uh, it's really getting to know the realtors in the marketplace. I think it's going to be an exciting segment that we're going to try to do every single week. And on top of that, a little bit later on, I've got the new president of the Ontario Real Estate Association joining me. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Now, back to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater, In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. And welcome back. So my next guest is actually a first-time participant to Simply Real Estate, and he is actually the new president of the Ontario Real Real Estate Association, and it is David Reed. And David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Todd. Very much appreciate the opportunity. Well, you know, it's a real pleasure having you on. We've had uh, we've had quite a few of your past presidents join us, um, and uh, Tim Hudak uh, every once in a while, you know, sticks his head up and weighs in on some topics for us. And uh, it's always a pleasure because you know I have to uh, just so everybody uh, understands, ARIA being the Ontario Real Estate Association, you are the biggest uh, association for realtors. Um, in fact, I think your membership is probably the biggest membership in Canada, isn't it? Well, I know uh, in terms of an association of realtors, yes, we're over 70,000 members strong here in Ontario, and it is and it is the largest provincial association, period, in Ontario. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's amazing, and um, and it, it's nice because uh, what, one of the things that we've recognized over the last few years is your strength to be able to lobby uh, in the real estate world, because, uh, you know, and, and, and I will not put you on the spot. I always tell this to all the, the new presidents. I will not put you on the spot, you know, from a, from a uh, political standpoint, but I can certainly tell you that uh, the, the provincial government has not made anybody's life easy the last few years. And so when we talk about what ARIA has done and contributed, you know, one of the things that, uh, that we did notice, of course, was the, the ability now with, 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 a real lobbying um, that the provincial government has decided to step back on the idea of having an energy audit for sellers prior to selling their home, and I and, and I commend Aria for being able to pull that off. Yeah, we're really excited about that. It's one of the nice things. We've got an extremely strong staff with Aria, of course, led by Tim Hudak, and as you know, his background, he's really helped open up some additional doors at Queens Park, and combine that with the great relationships that our staffs. Um, built up over the years, and we have got a lot of members that are really strong. Our advocacy is probably the, one of our biggest pieces that we do as an association. We've had some great wins, and the and the one you just mentioned certainly is our most recent one. We're pretty excited about that. In addition to the, you know, the land transfer tax or the rebate for first-time home buyers, it's now up to four thousand dollars, which is uh, really nice. In some of the smaller parts of the problems, that means first-time home buyers aren't even having to pay any land transfer taxes. It's really nice when you're trying to get into your first home. Yeah, I think I think that's very commendable, especially especially because you know as, as, as and, and I won't call you a lobby group because as, as an association, you know you you do focus on the education of realtors, of course, and and being able to make sure that they're going in the right direction. You know, we've just we just came through probably one of the most volatile markets in 2017. You know, we've now stepping into 2018 here. We're watching you know a little bit of softening in some of the the major areas, but yet you know in an area that you practice. Uh, as a professional realtor in the Muskoka area, you know, um, is the market staying strong in the Muskokas? Um, you know, I've found that talking to some of the people in the outer markets, all their markets are, are really consistent and they're doing well. Well, the, it's neat. The, the values certainly have been increasing. If you look at the stats, which are, which are published, 
the stats show the fact that the, the values have certainly increased from year to year. Where the issue is is on the supply side. We don't have uh, we don't have a ton of supply. We have the demand, but not the supply, and that's helping increase prices. It's still fairly early up here, uh, where I practice anyway. Up here in Muskoka, we still have ice on the lakes, etc. But people are certainly thinking about it. Uh, I was just showing a property, a cottage last night, and uh, uh, we're expecting a pretty strong market. And uh, the Cottage Life Show, too, to put a plug in for them is the end of this month, which is uh, an exciting time for many people to get them thinking about that cottage season once again. Yeah, you know, as as a lifelong cottager, you know, I always try to encourage people if you if you can't own, go and rent. You know, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's great for kids. You know, it is a it's a wonderful thing, and and it's really in our back backyard here in Ontario. You know, we're very fortunate to have, and and we've got diverse cottage country. You know, we've got the Muskokas, of course, where you are and where you trade, but we've got other areas as well. You know, you can look at the coasts. You know, along the along the beach lines of Lake Erie, Lake Huron, and all sorts of wonderful areas in the Quarthas and. You know, it's 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 amazing that uh, that we have such um you know fresh water areas, and, and it really is great. No, we're pretty blessed to have such a plethora of options across the province, which is, uh, uh, as you said, allowing people to experience it is such a wonderful aspect of the summer up here. So. Yeah, so I'll 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 ask you a couple of things that I I guess would be interesting. Um, you know, we've seen some issues obviously in the GTA, especially as far as supply. You mentioned that you know supplies are even even tough up in the Muskoka area. Is there any solution in the near future? Because right now the GTA market, uh, you know, the condominium market is getting you know uh, increase the the price increase is incredible, but yet there's only uh, there's basically only a few thousand units being built. And there, the demand continues, and yet provincial government keeps saying it's not supply, it's the runaway markets. And, you know, most people, you know, most reasonable, knowledgeable people are saying, no, it's a supply issue. Is there any solve here in the future? Well, one of the things we're certainly, as a provincial association, we're certainly going at the government lobbying because we, I think we have lots of data to support the fact it is an issue of supply. And you have governments that are with such legislation that sort of tie tie the hand as developers were trying to loosen those strings somewhat to allow for for, for product to get to market quicker for one thing, um, and and changing some zoning along different areas to allow people to live where they want to live, some intensification along railway lines. We think we think supply is definitely a big part of the picture, and that's one of our uh, association's roles. Is we keep pointing that out the provincial government we keep working hard on that file to help with that and you've heard tim hudak certainly speak about it a number of times we talk about the missing middle etc but supply is a big issue and and that's something that we're trying to address yeah and it, it, but it seems like it's sometimes falls on deaf ears you know it's almost the definition of insanity you know we keep screaming asking yeah. for a solution but we get no answer or we get the same answer that there is no answer you know it's 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 a real struggle and unfortunately what that does is it, it it creates animosity with buyers because the buyers are sitting there saying hey listen we want the prices to reduce and to gain actual votes you know you get a government that wants to Im- implement things that forces prices down you know like you know i would say the year of 2017 was the greatest effort in historically in Ontario and Canada of a provincial and federal government trying to squash a real estate market like they just they just went ballistic with implementing all sorts of things and at the end result we still didn't get any further other than you heard a few people's values 
No, that's right. And sometimes when government uh, gets involved in some of these things, not all of the uh, decisions are favorable. But it's interesting now with the provincial election coming up, we'll see if it takes time. We still think it's worth fighting the good fight, so to speak. So we're going to keep hammering away at this because it's important. We're, we're advocating for affordable home ownership and a strong real estate market. That's, that's in, incumbent on us as a provincial association to, to, to stay in that fight and just to keep bringing information to, to light. And I think we're doing a good job and we are having some wins. However, um, the supply side issue is certainly one that we've got to keep pushing forward on. So I'm going to ask you to look into your crystal ball, um, you know, both as the president of ARIA and also as a realtor yourself. Where do you see us ending up for 2018? Are we going to see a little bit of a bounce back? You know, what, my, my prediction right now, you know, February, we were down price wise year over year, 12%. I think that number is going to be more significant by the end of March and maybe even so in April. But I think that, you know, maybe we're going to start seeing a little bit of an increase. Um, I'm, I'm throwing out the prediction that the bank are going to have to get a little bit more aggressive with their mortgage rates, you know, maybe to, because the, because the actual demand, people are pulling back a little, so maybe we'll see a little bit more aggression there. Do you, do you have any take on where we, what we're going to be looking at for 2018? Yeah, I, I think that's a fairly educated opinion, Todd, that you just shared. And the banks, and we look at what's happened with respect to OFSI and, the, uh, and some of the stress tests, et cetera, um, it certainly had an impact when you look at it with respect to December versus January when things kicked over. But, um, you know, the bottom line is real estate is still a great investment. And uh, even with some of those rules, are historically, when you look at mortgage, the interest rates, we're still really, you know, in, in pretty good shape with our interest rates. Sure. So uh, especially if we can unlock some more supply, uh, I think, I, you know, I'm a half-full kind of guy, and I, but I do <laughs> think it's going to be a pretty solid year in the 2018, but we have to certainly um, keep our eyes on it and, and as an association to really see uh, if there's any hot spots, et cetera, that we can uh, deal with to try to help things along. But uh, I, I remain positive moving forward into 2018. Excellent. So, David, best way for people to, to reach you as a realtor um, up in the Muskoka area? Well, company is enjoymuskoka.com and we're in enjoy muskoka realty is the name of our brokerage okay so if they go to your website they'll be able to track you down they certainly can yeah i'm easy at david at enjoymuskoka.com if somebody wanted to speak to me directly but uh, anyway we have we're blessed up here we have an awful lot of great realtors in the muskoka area so yeah, excellent. Well, listen, we, we appreciate your time today on the phone. And as the president of the Ontario Real Estate Association, we wish you the best this year. And hopefully we can check in with you in, in the near future. Thanks, Todd. Really appreciate that. My phone's always on for any calls you have to make. So Excellent. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Todd. You too. Okay, folks, that was David Reed. He is the president of the Ontario Real Estate Association. Um, you know what, they, they normally turn over right about this time of year. So he's got a good year ahead of him, I hope. And definitely we're going to keep our eyes on everything that's going on. Hey, listen, stay with us. We'll be right back with Mike Chesahovsky from CBRE. So stay with us. We've got more after this. This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. And welcome back. 
So you've obviously heard the news with us talking about condominiums and how crazy that market is in uh, in Toronto. So instead of me always, you know, preaching from the headlines and talking to new developers, I figured, you know what, our segment with dealing with the real realtors that are in the marketplace is a much better approach. And joining me today is Andrew Harold, and he is the owner of Condos Inc. And uh, Andrew, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Todd. So, you know, you uh, you have quite a specialty there. You know, you focus on condos. You're you're in probably one of the hottest markets in the world. Can you can you tell us is it as hot as the as the newspapers read all the headlines, you know, everybody's saying condos are up, condos mm-hmm. are up. Are we just talking about, you know, brand new construction or are we talking about the resale stuff too? We're talking about both, Todd. Uh, there's definitely um uh, an awful lot of uh, demand in the condo market right now, and that's both pre-con and resale. Um, and the issue is there's just not enough inventory. Um, you know, we're we're in this we're heading into the spring market, which is typically one of the busiest times of the year. But there are simply more buyers out there right now looking for a condo than there are sellers, and that's driving the market up. Wow. So, Andrew, when we talk when we talk about, you know, real estate, especially in the downtown core, you know, if you if you go back to the game of Monopoly, you know, you, you you've got all the different properties. Everybody wants boardwalk and park place. And then there's the other areas, of course, like, you know, Mediterranean and, and the odd utility place. Um, yes. if, if you were to pick if you could give us some of the names that you consider some of the hottest markets right now for resale, because I mean, we, we know when a builder launches a new builder, you know, a, a new site, every Everybody, you know, gravitates towards that site. But when we talk about resale, there's got to be certain pockets that definitely, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants but not necessarily can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, what's really important, Todd, is to is to really do your, your due diligence. I mean, the reason we built condos.ca, um, the website, is to really add some transparency to the market to answer those kinds of questions. We're the only website that analyzes the condo market on a price per square foot basis. And that's important, Todd, because when you start thinking about real estate and condos on a price per square foot basis, it allows you to identify the opportunities out there. And that's one thing that, you know, I think buyers have they've not had access to that information for the longest time. So, you know, they're relying on their realtor or, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to figure it out themselves. And, you know, if you want to make a smart decision in this market and everybody's worried about the market, you know, where do we go from here? Are we in a bubble or is the market just going to continue to go? To really make sure you're making the smartest decision possible, uh, you have to go in with all the information at your fingertips. And we've got that on our website. So you know, we encourage everybody to go online and start educating themselves about the condo market because you can still get in there and get a great deal from a resale perspective if you really understand the numbers. There's great deals out there to be sure. There's plenty of bad ones, no doubt about that. It really just comes down to trying to educate yourself more in the market. Yeah, no, and, and, and listen, your, your your site is wonderful, and I, and I agree, it is it is a, a perfect avenue for people to get more of an education. When mm-hmm. we talk about square footage price, because that's a really good point, because you analyze mm-hmm. it per square footage, you know, mm-hmm. and, and again, right now, a lot of, all you hear in the headlines is, you know, $600, dollars $800 per square foot, because this is what the builders yeah. have been trying to achieve. But right. in the in the real market, I mean, you know, we can, we can look at just the outskirts of kind of the GTA, you know, you can look at Etobicoke, you can look at some of the other areas, yeah. you know, 
you know there are areas yeah. that have a much more affordable square footage price That's what right. are those what are those numbers looking at like because you know instead of scaring everybody mm -hmm. away from the condominium market i know mm -hmm. that if you take a look at it there are still things being sold for four or five hundred dollars a square foot that's right that's right and it's really it's about what's important to you um you know the average condo price in the downtown core right now is over eight hundred dollars a square foot um and yeah that's you know that's that's gone up a lot in the last couple of years but to some people they're willing to pay that todd because they want the convenience of all the amenities at their fingertips they be they want to be right downtown and that's fine if you want to be in some of the most premier neighborhoods in the city you just have to expect to, for it to come with a you know a, a premium and so people are exploring outside markets to try and get a bit more square footage it's really what's important to the buyer if you want that extra bedroom or if you want that extra den or, or washroom and you're not willing to sacrifice on size then you know inevitably you end up expanding your horizons from a location point of view but you know we're we're it, it's an interesting market i mean i really am keen to see how 2018 unfolds, Todd, because we've seen such growth in the condo market in the last 12 months. The condo market's up 25% uh, on average, which is incredible. And wow. the question is really, where do we go from here? Is it going to be more of the same? Are we going to continue to see crazy growth? Will there be a crash? Are we in a bubble? And, you know, that's the question. I mean, I, I don't believe either of those things. If you were to hold a gun to my head, I would say we're, we're hopefully going to return to some some more steady growth. Uh, I don't think 25% year-over-year appreciation is healthy for the market. But at the same time, you know, so long as almost 200,000 people want to move into our city every year, Todd, and there's only 15,000 new units being built, we have a supply and demand problem. So it's an interesting time, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, we, we, we talked to a lot of the developers, you know, we've talked to some of the government officials, and this is one of the mm -hmm. hardest things. Um, you know, the government doesn't want to talk about a supply issue. They they mm -hmm. believe that they should be controlling the price, but yet the developers mm -hmm. are sitting there saying, hey, listen, we're just not getting the green light. And if we do, yeah, that green right. light takes a long time to turn it green. Does. And yeah. so, you know, this is, as, as you pointed out, and, and I, I, think your, I think your analogy is perfect there, uh, Andrew, is the fact that, you know, 15,000 new units coming into a marketplace with probably mm -hmm. a demand of you know you take your two hundred thousand people coming into any marketplace you know at mm -hmm. least twenty to fifty thousand of those are going to require mm -hmm. a place to live That's and right. uh, and and it's massive so you know we definitely have we definitely have a supply issue um, so yeah. uh, one of uh, one of the things that um, just just kind of a uh, kind of an off topic um, mm -hmm. do you do you see many people using the walk score analogy on condominiums because this is one of these things that is starting to creep mm -hmm. up in to some people's mm -hmm. listings. Yeah, walk score is important, um, but it's it's just one of many factors that you really should look at. Um, you know, when you're when you're weighing up what's important. Um, you know, we um, we try and track all sorts of information on the website, not just convenience of uh, the location, but also the quality of the building. What are the maintenance fees like in that particular building? Are they reasonable? Or are they not? price per square foot data like we talked about. So, you know, there's lots of things you have to weigh up and consider when you're, when you're getting a condo. And it's competitive. You know, it really is competitive, Todd. I mean, we're seeing people who uh, otherwise, you know, would perhaps be considering a house who simply can't afford to get into that market. I mean, these days, if you, if you don't have a seven-figure budget, it's very, very difficult to get a house. So, you know, people are being squeezed into condos and uh, that the, the market's incredibly competitive. And, 
you know, it's important to obviously want to, to be somewhere that ticks all the boxes and, you know, maybe has a great walk score. But right now, people are just simply trying to get in. <laughs> and there's simply, there's so much demand. You know, every, every yeah. listing I see, that pretty much every listing I see that hits the market has an offer date. Yeah. They're getting multiple offers on the night. So I think people are, you know, while it'd be great to have a condo that ticks all the boxes and has perfect walk score, you know, right now, people are simply trying to, to get what they can. Yeah, I think I think being a you know a world class city, this is something that we're going to have to accept for our future. So, I think you're right. I think so, you're right. So, Andrew, best pl- best way for people to reach you? Uh, log on to condos.ca. Um, enjoy the website. Check it out, um, and uh, I can be reached through that website. Anytime. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, Andrew, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show today, and Thanks we'll definitely so you know we'll definitely reach out to you again in the next couple of months so we can get an update on the condominium update market and where this market's headed. Yeah, yeah, Sounds like a plan. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Todd. Thank you. Folks, that was uh, Andrew Harold from Condos Inc. And remember, you can go to his website, uh, condos.ca, and find out more. Great, great information. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Now, more of Simply Real Estate with host Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. You know, it's uh, it's great to have guests return, but in the case of this next guest, uh, it's always a pleasure because he uh, he actually is a specialist in an area that I've always found fascinating in real estate, and it is Mr. Mike Chesahovsky, and he is from CBRE. And uh, Mike, welcome back to the show. Thank you. You know, when you and I have a conversation, you know, I always get, uh, I hate to tell you, but I, I really get excited because, you know, your 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 uh, area of expertise with CBRE, of course, is commercial real estate. You know, we talk, we talk about a lot bigger properties, not just the prices themselves, but the controlling of developers and what's going on in the world. You know, it's amazing with what is happening over the last few years. You and I have had these great conversations, you know, when we start talking about, you know, square footage and, and you know, when we, when we talk residentially you know it's kind of funny you know you and I can have a conversation about a condominium that's sold for let's say 500,000 that is 600 square feet Um, but then when you and I talk about you know a little parcel of land in downtown Toronto that just sold you know for over a hundred million dollars you know it's just astronomical the numbers that you guys play with and you know how you get to value I mean you know our stuff residentially you know the market was down let's say in February but 5,200 transactions happened. How many transactions would have happened, let's say, in the GTA market in uh, in Toronto for a commercial? Uh, There's actually more than you'd think because we're you know you're looking at small investment properties, land, right, uh, larger transactions. But last year was a record year for investment property for commercial, right? uh, Third straight record year, right? So a lot of the foreign capital still coming into the city. How many transactions? I'm guessing thousands. Right. You know, but but, but not a hundred thousand. No, no. The, you know what? Where a typical residential broker may do, you know, ten, fifteen a month. Right. Uh, a good broker will do three or four. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, the numbers are a lot different when you when you talk about prices and things like that. And but you know, it, it's interesting because you know I don't know if sometimes people realize that you know from start to finish, some transactions can take years in the making because there's so much behind it. It's you know conditional on this, conditional on that. I mean, you know, residentially, you buy a you buy a house, you're conditional for a week on a home inspection and financing. When we talk about commercial, it can be months and even years to get some things fixed. Uh, from the start to finish, our typical deal uh, timing is about a year. 
About a year. From the time that we're going ready to list the property or pitch it right. to the time that we get paid is about a year. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's a lot different in comparison to the uh, residential way. Um, you know, you and I actually, last time you were on, um, we actually had a great conversation about um, uh, talking about people going into the commercial real estate industry. I don't know if you, you heard yourself on the show or not, if you, you were able to play it back, but you and I talked about the fact that CBRE actually has a program that can actually kind of bring people in as interns into the commercial world. Yes. Uh, unlike residential that you're kind of thrown into it very quickly, uh, it takes time. Yeah. You know, to go through training and resource, become a runner, what we call a runner, which is a junior salesperson working for a senior group, and then off on your own or partnering with that senior salesperson. Generally, you're trained for between six and 18 months. Right. Where it's it's amazing because once you get your residential license, you know, immediately you got your friends and family that are sitting there saying, oh, you became a licensed realtor. Okay, maybe you can buy me this house. Half the time people have no idea what they're doing. You know, sometimes they'll bring their broker or their manager along with them. But it's amazing. There's not a whole lot of training wheels. Now, I do know some of the big, big names out there uh, do have training programs. But it takes them a long time to get them trained because it's, you know, basically an hour seminar once every two weeks, you know, and they have these programs. So unless people actually hook up with another agent, and this is where residentially we see a lot of the teams being formed. You know, you always hear the person's name, team. And, you know, this just seems to be, this uh, the last the last 10 years, I think residential real estate has just absolutely gone that way. It's, you know, Mike Chostakovsky, team or a team, Mike Chesterhowski, you know, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that um, in your industry that we still see teams uh, kind of being formed or is it just they're all, you know, they have just different levels of being realtors in the organizations? Um, It it depends on your specialty. I I see uh, larger teams on uh, the investment side. Uh, I have quite a large team Mm -hmm. on the land side. But a lot of the leasing brokers may work with one or two brokers uh, together as partners with one assistant and maybe a junior broker working for them. So it's smaller teams. We don't have the teams in residential that they have 20 or 30 people. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and, and and basically they're all mini brokerages at this point, you know. And that's and it almost it, it's kind of funny because it also reminds me of the olden version of real estate because you know they do a fifty fifty split with their team team lead. Well, back in the day of the old AE LePage and some of those old co- uh, companies that were out there, you know, that was what they used to have. They used to have the fifty fifty uh, split, you know, forty years ago with some of these brokers. Uh, that's what we still have. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 is still. But CB uh, pays for all your expenses. Yeah, and see, that's something that when you talk about residential, you don't hear that anymore. So, so you've got um, you you've just released uh, a real estate market outlook for Canada, and uh, thanks for bringing this for me. Uh, it, it's very nicely done, by the way. Um, I, I did I did catch a little bit of it that was uh, sent to me, um, uh, folks. Definitely, you know, there's one thing I can tell you is that CBRE they are the leaders in the world uh, in this industry, and by all means, they 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 don't just flash that they're number one. They actually can prove it because their 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 content their their ability to work with detail is incredible and I think they I think your your um, I would say your team that turns around and actually does the investigation and analysis uh, they're they're second to none you know that's one of the things that CBRE is definitely known for 
Well, our, our clients ask us for the information, and the decisions they're making are hundreds of millions of dollars. And prior to making that decision, you want all the facts. Sure. So let's talk about your your latest outlook here. Okay, um, you know you you brought it for me, and I thought it would be a great time for you and I to have a discussion about it. Um, let's talk about 2018. You know, you and I've you know I kind of beat the the horse of 2017. It was a, a record year. You know, you're forecasting 2018 to be a good year. Uh, where do you see the strength in this market? You know, um, let's talk about Ontario first, and then let's talk kind of like go a little bit east and a little bit west, and tell me where the stronger markets will be, and perhaps where where the opportunities lie in the other markets because I mean I, there's still the areas in Canada if people aren't aware that their real estate values are very very low they're they're struggling in fact for sales and you know Montreal was one of them until Toronto and Vancouver pushed the foreign buyer tax and now all of a sudden Montreal's got a little bit of a leg up the foreign, the foreign buyers tax did affect us yep. on the residential side on the single-family homes it didn't seem to affect on the condos at all Right. Whether it be demand for the actual end unit or the or the site itself, right. that kept on carrying through. And since April, we have felt that fifteen percent uh, foreign buyers tax. Right. So if uh, if we take a hard look at um, the marketplace, let's say in the GTA or Ontario, where do you see the numbers and where do you see the biggest uh, number of sales coming from this year? Condos. 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 I. I it's an inventory. Uh, situation also we still are sitting with tremendously low inventory for single-family homes mm -hmm. just give you an example my sister wants to buy a house in in markham a brand new house okay but, hear that folks uh if there's a realtor out there that can find her a house reach mike chastahoski through cbre <laughs> anyways go ahead and she wants a larger home she'd right. like a 40-foot lot or bigger so she can have a double a garage. Sorry, I, I, I'm sorry I laugh at that, okay? But when, when you say you, a bigger home and it's a 40-foot lot, I mean, before that used to be on a, a semi-detached, used to but, have that. Yeah. But that, that's what it is today. I know, so, I know. So I, I did a search yeah. uh, for new homes yep. uh, throughout all of Markham, no particular area, no price, so anything. anything that, goes, that, yeah. that Zero. 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 The largest slot you can buy for a detached home today in Markham, brand new, is a 30-footer. 30 feet. 30 feet for a million eight. Wow. And, and, and for brand new construction. For a brand referring. new construction. Brand new construction. You, you know back in the day, and I'm pretty sure you do know this, um, most municipalities wouldn't let you put a detached home on a 30-foot lot unless you did what they called a link. And that was where they took the two foundations. They ran the houses very close together, and they'd put basically cinder block between the two. So they were kind of conjoined, and they called them linked detach. And that used to fall under that 28 to 30-foot frontage. And, you know, that was the, that was the big thing. You, could, you couldn't have that small a lot. Well, we're being pushed into it through policies of our province right so they they want greater and greater density even in the 905 and that that's really what's being pushed so is your sister going to be able to find a home or are you gonna to have to wait for a while i think she may have to wait okay uh, let some some areas open up and then there's going to be that availability not a lot but there will be are we going to see a lot of new releases this year as far as builders opening up, like, I mean, you're, you're, you're front and center to knowing what people are applying for, what they're looking for. Are we seeing some applications being made? They're going through as quickly as they can. It still takes a long time. Right. But there's pockets, like Brampton still has some product, but you go into the East End, you go into York Region, and it's tough to find a lot of product. Right. Yeah. 
You know, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, we do see the resale stuff slowing up a little. You know, things are staying on the market a little bit longer. Uh, sales are down. Volume is down a lot. You know, looking at the reports that we've been looking at, you know, volume was down 35% for the month of uh, February. Prices came off the peak um, of February of last year, 2017, by 12%. But yet, uh, month to month, so January up, it was up 4.5%. So residentially, you know, I think I think everybody just kind of had to adjust a little to some of the new rules, some of the new interest rates, things like that. You know, you and I have talked about this. You know, we're probably looking at a little bit of a, a speed bump through, through March, April, and May for people to adjust to the pricing because of last year's crazy, crazy market. Can the builders create enough inventory so they can meet the demand? Is it gonna is it gonna be able to happen over the next couple of years? Absolutely not. It just won't keep up. And that's that's really what's driving your prices. Right. Because there's a lack of inventory. So we're sitting with around thirty two, thirty three hundred lots. Yep. Even on the condo side, we went down to two hundred and fifty standing inventory units. Which if you wanted to buy a brand new condo today, you have one of two hundred and fifty in the entire GTA. Generally, we were sitting around 2,000. Wow. So you can see the inventory is decreasing. We don't see anything changing policy-wise mm -hmm. to increase that inventory. Wow. It's getting tougher and tougher to get our product through. Okay. Well, listen, Mike, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, I know you're going to come back next week because there's a lot that you and I need to talk to. So thanks so much for joining me today. And um, folks, that's Mr. Mike Chesahosky, and he is from CBRE. Um, I want to thank the rest of my guests, of course, Andrew Harold uh, from Condos, Inc. Uh, thanks for the information there on the condominium. I want to thank uh, David Reed, the new president of Aria, And I want to thank you for tuning in. Of course, Ian and Andre, thanks for making it simple, guys. You always do, and it makes my life a lot easier. Um, I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. You've been listening to Simply Real Estate right here on News Talk 10. Remember, I'm back next week at 3 p.m. So make sure you tune in. Have a great week, folks.